is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I want to talk about how people process the world and how they do it differently. This comes from research by Howard Gardner, wrote several books, hundreds of articles and research papers on the subject, probably doing this work for 30, 40 years. I was first introduced to it in the early 90s as a young teacher during one of our in-services. And the idea was that people process the world differently. And if you understand that, you can teach them in a way that matches the way they process the world. And I found it so fascinating and it made so much sense to me. It also explained a little bit about how I process the world, why I do things the way I do, why I don't do other things uh, a certain way, and how it's different from others. Anytime we understand what makes us different, we have better understanding. It increases our patience, our relationship and communication can even be improved. So I'm going to share with you the seven different ways we process the world and how that might show up in your life and in the workplace. So again, these are seven and Howard Gardner called the multiple intelligences. It doesn't mean that smart intelligent, it just means how the brain functions and is processing the world. So the first one is called verbal linguistic. And this is where someone shows an interest in words, reading, writing, telling stories, giving speeches, crossword puzzles, anything to do with words, either written or spoken. The next one is logical mathematical. And this is where you show interest in numbers, solving number puzzles like Sudoku, solving logic problems, graphing, comparing, finding patterns. The next one is visual spatial. And this is where there's an interest in pictures and someone can see pictures in their head. They study and draw maps. They're attracted to colors, fascination with jigsaw puzzles. Then there's musical rhythmic. And this doesn't just mean music. It's the, it's the audio pattern that we're hearing. So it's an interest in sounds, playing instruments, noticing sounds around you. Then there's kinesthetic, and that's where there's an interest in physical movement, moving around, dancing, performing, using and interpreting body language. This is where role-playing comes in handy. Then you have interpersonal, which is an interest in others, engaging with others. Uh, preference would be working in groups or teams, cooperating, helping others, noticing others, teaching, conversing. And then the last intelligence, how one processes the world, is intrapersonal. And this is an interest in what's going on in your head. And it could look like daydreaming, thinking, examining your thoughts and feelings. Now, just like many personality assessments and ways that we categorize ourselves, behaviors, how we process the world, all of those, we have a mix of all of these, and there's going to be a preference. So for example, my preference is verbal linguistic followed by visual spatial and logical mathematical. 
let me share with you how this shows up for me. I need to see words. So if I'm listening to a teleclass or an audio book, it's very difficult for me because what my brain is trying to do is convert everything I'm hearing into the written word so that I can either see it or I write it down. I have become over, you know, my almost five decades of existence, an amazing note taker. I take copious, great, detailed notes because it's the only way I can really process what I'm hearing because I have to be able to see it. Um, I don't like audiobooks for that reason because I'm spending way too much time trying to convert the what I'm hearing into the written word. So it doesn't work well. My daughter called me one time I was traveling and so I was checking in on a daily basis seeing how the kids were doing and I think a new version of Word had come out and so she was describing to me all these things that could do. There's the ribbon up at the the top and if you click on this and you click on that and Finally, I had to say, Catherine, I stopped listening after about your third sentence because I was trying to convert what you were saying into words and I couldn't do it fast enough and I'm just I'm just lost. So I'm actually not able to follow along with what you're saying. And because we've talked about, you know, how one processes the world, she immediately got it. And, you know, no big deal. She wasn't mad that I said I can't. I can't hear what you're saying. I can't, I cannot function and go along. She understood that it was because I can't process the world that way. Again, it's because my, my strongest is that verbal, linguistic, visual, and then logical, mathematical, and probably way down, probably number seven of the seven is that musical rhythmic. I just don't process through my ears that well. And I wish I had known this back when I was in college, I was in a poetry class and it was a small class. There might've been seven or eight of us. And we were in this, uh, this room, this lovely room with a, with an oval conference table. So very atypical classroom setting. And like the good student I was, I was sitting near the professor and he's talking We're we're analyzing poems. He's giving his, his take on them and I'm taking notes. And he stopped in the middle and said, what are you doing? What could you possibly be writing down? I'm not saying anything that you need to record and take notes on. We're analyzing poetry. And if I had known then what I learned after, I would have said, I don't process the world through my ears. So the only way that I can really grasp and understand what you're saying is if I convert it into written words, that probably would have shut him up. Um, Who knows? Or he would have told me I was wrong. I don't know. But it was just, now I know. And he made me feel bad for, for doing what I just naturally did. I didn't understand why I was doing it. But he made me feel bad because he didn't understand that people process the world differently. So so another way that this shows up, my husband, Mark, who's also one of our consultants in the Schuler Group, he actually is extremely audible. That's probably the first way that he processes his world is through what he hears. 
He's constantly playing with sounds and how words feel in his mouth when he says them and and the interesting patterns that emerge. And it can drive me crazy because then my ears are trying to, my brain's trying to process what's coming in through my ears and convert it into words and I just don't understand. But now I know. Now we understand why. If I need him to review something, like say an email that I'm going to send to a client, I'll say, can you review this email? And I'll ask him, do you want me to read it to you or do you want to sit and read it to yourself? Oftentimes he will say, read it to me because he can process it better by hearing it. For me, it, that just would not work. I, as I've said, that just would not work. So now how do you apply this? In the workplace, well, you've probably gotten some great examples just from the stories I've shared about how people process the world differently. Um, so how that shows up. So somebody who's very interpersonal, where they actually process the world through interacting with others, then they're going to probably do their best brainstorming and creative work and maybe even be, be more productive if they're around people. The worst thing that can happen to somebody who processes the world through an interpersonal way is to isolate them. They need other people as sounding boards to bounce things off of. On the other hand, somebody who's very strong with the intrapersonal way to process the world would struggle in a constant group or open environment, kind of like um, kind of like me struggling with everything that's audio, they would probably really struggle with all this input coming from other people because they need they need to go inward. So it's understanding how people process the world, and then hopefully aligning that with their environment or their work style or a project, so that when there's greater alignment. And I talked about this in, in an episode about individual and environment fit, IEF, that when there's greater alignment, there's greater productivity. The, the results are increased. And so this is just another lens for you to lay over your workplace and the individual's. This is really about honoring the individuals. And with this particular episode, it's about honoring the way they process the world, understanding that people do it differently and how you may process the world is not how someone else processes the world. And what might have been a frustration and even an irritation can turn into a much deeper level of understanding and empathy. If you'd like more information on the seven multiple intelligences and how that shows up in your life and the business and the workplace, please reach out to me. I have been doing my own research and doing my own products and work around these methods because it just makes so much sense and can really make a difference. If you'd like more information, please reach out to me, dawn 
at theshulergroupllc.com and make sure that's Schuler spelled S-H-U-L-E-R. There's no C. Everyone wants to put a C in there. See, that's my verbal linguistic. I see words. So it's very easy for me to get the spelling the right way because I see those words. Anyway, if you'd like to go deeper with this and especially bring it into the workplace, please reach out, dawn at theshulergroupllc.com. Until next time, may you thrive.